Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at legalshield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? Well, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help you. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. So to save, visit HealthLock.com today. That's HealthLock.com today. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Welcome, everybody. Well, we uh, had a decision made by the Supreme Court Chief Justice, actually, just in the last hour or two, and he has temporarily halted the end of Title 42, which was scheduled to take place in just two days, December 21st. We talked a lot about it last week. It's leading to an unbelievable crush at the border. Cities like El Paso and now Yuma, Arizona are being overwhelmed with migrants to the point where all they can do is bring them in and send them out somewhere, which brings us to New York City, which has taken on an unbelievable number of migrants. Uh, This is because they got word in these countries that Title 42 is going to expire, and that's one way we're able to turn people back. It was an order under the Trump administration during the COVID pandemic beginning in 2020, that allowed us to immediately turn back a number of the migrants trying to seek asylum because we had a health emergency. Understandably, the COVID emergency is over, but they got to come up with something because these countries and the rest of the world, particularly South America and Central America, just wait for this kind of news as a reason (laughs) to come to the border. Any kind of news, distorted news, things like DACA, amnesty programs, and now this one do you know has you, become, become legendary in those countries, Title 42. And do you know you have to sign up with a coyote to get over the border? Because the coyotes are handing out color-coded wristbands. And the oh, coyotes have their own checkpoints before you get to the U.S. border. And if you don't have a wristband, they don't let you uh, progress. What and, color do you need to progress? Oh, I don't know the color scheme. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, let's, let's assume the green it's light. Green. I don't know. Yeah. So oh. so you have to pay, and they're charging on average. They can cover the whole border and keep well, an it, eye on this as, as much as they can. Yeah. Because what they what they charge on average, I heard, is about three thousand dollars a family. And it has now become, if you multiply by all the people who've poured in, uh, you know, in the past year, they, they're doing $7 billion in business a year. $7 billion. Wow. And it's become a, a rapidly increasing part of their empire. They still take in between 20 and $30 billion in uh, drug smuggling. Uh, you know, the fentanyl and the meth and everything else. 20 to $30 billion. $7 billion is nothing to sneeze at, though. And it's increasing all the time. And since people, a lot of them are coming on their own now because the word is out, they don't have to organize so much or advertise like they've been doing. But they are, you know, they set up roadblocks along the main migrant paths and you got to cough up some cash and then wear your wristband or you're not going to make it to the next checkpoint. And as I was thinking about this with all this news, why are we creating such a bigger monster out of the drug cartels by, by, by allowing them access to a market here of drugs and human smuggling. And it's, it's 30 to $40 billion in revenue a year. Uh, I mean, can you, a year, can you imagine how much money this cartel has access to with relatively few expenses? This, this is, this is its own nation. So we got here because a U.S. district judge by the name of Emmett Sullivan ordered Title 42 scrapped. He was going to give them a couple of weeks. The Biden administration asked for more time. He gave them December 21st. A three-judge federal appeals court panel agreed with Judge Sullivan they would not scrap the end of Title 42. So then a bunch of Republican attorneys general took this to the U.S. Supreme Court, and John Roberts gave them at least for now what they wanted the program will not end on Wednesday, although he gave the Department of Homeland Security till five o'clock tomorrow to respond to the appeal. And I'm not sure what that means. Well, whether or not he wants to hear if they have a plan or what they're going to do. There's there's two options. He can either on his own keep the, uh, uh, continue to block the removal of Title 42, or he can uh, refer to the full Supreme Court for a vote. So right now, for the removal of 42 is blocked, and he can keep it that way or not, or he can have the whole court rule on it. All right. Now, meanwhile, um, we know last week, in fact, it was a week ago today, Governor Dippity Doo went to the border. Everyone knows why he's running for president. That's the only reason. The man's been around in California politics how many years, and he's been governor you know, since uh, 20, uh, 20, uh, 2020, right? 2018. Yeah. He just yeah. got reelected in 2022. He's never really gone to the border. So he went there to make a point for himself and his future to get a stake in national issues. A reporter with the El Segundo Times, Taryn Luna, had a story headlined Inside Newsom's Trip to the Mexico Border. It's written like, I got special access over the other reporters. It was just me and a guy from ABC News, and we got to, we get to really be right there with Newsom and listen to what this is all about. My journey to interview Newsom included an early morning two-and-a-half-hour drive from the San Diego airport through a mountain snowstorm to Imperial County. Who cares? Where I met him at a state-funded immigration center near the border. The off-late governor was running nearly two hours ahead of schedule 
I arrived to find him speaking with staff from the Office of Emergency Services and staff at the immigration facility. I leaned in to listen. He paused, tried to soften what he would say next with a rare compliment, then asked me to leave the room. I awkwardly obliged. He later explained that uh, as we talked in one of the many rooms that house asylum seekers when they're released from federal detention, that he wanted to ask detailed questions out of my earshot about how California could withdraw from its humanitarian operation at the border. Newsom said the state has already spent nearly a billion dollars working with nonprofits to provide support to immigrants released from federal detention, most likely to fill the void that was left by the Trump administration. California can't continue that level of funding given its new projected budget deficit. We blew a billion dollars to help illegal immigrants. Yeah, who knew, huh? Was that I, ever announced? I, probably, but what happens is... Was this is, one of his emergency no, executive orders? Nobody investigates to see what it really means. Do you think most of the public would want the state to spend a billion dollars of state tax money considering the, the conditions we're living in? Yeah, The conditions we're living in are, are, are atrocious in many areas, and he blew a billion dollars on that? You think that would pass if it went up for a vote? A billion dollars, and now he's trying to pull out of it because we don't have the money, because we're going to be going into deficits soon. Well, I saw that, and I was like pissed. I was pissed off. It's like, who asked you to do that? That's the federal government's job. Newsom then called out the GOP, of course. He aimed his grievances at Republicans in Congress with jabs that earned national attention and retorts from Fox News hosts like Sean Hannity, who called him Mr. Sanctuary State. To that, Newsom said, those guys are just a-holes. Well, I'm sorry, you had a Democratic president, Senate, and House for the last two years. He says, all the Republicans talk about with immigration is border security. Yeah, well, that's a big part of it. Well, how else do you stop the flow? Yes, we need border security, but it's not just about that. It's about a broken immigration system you, an asylum system that has to be reformed. Do you know? Well, yeah, Biden's done a good job at that, hasn't he? These are your. This is your party. Why? Why do other people who want a strict, strict border security method? Why do we have to go along with your silly ideas? Yes, we want the border sealed off. We have a very generous legal immigration system. That should be it. We're not responsible for humanitarian problems in every other country in the world. And people aren't mean and nasty and hateful because they can't afford to take care of everybody else's problem in all of Central and South America. Right, That's we're gonna have, nuts. We're going to have more on this with Mark Krikorian, the head of the Center for Immigration Studies, who knows a lot about Title 42, the border. He'll be on at 4.05. We understand. Uh-huh. There is breaking news. The Weinstein jury has reached a verdict. Wow, after 10 days? Yep. Now, I don't know if they've reached a verdict on all counts or some counts, but uh, we'll be looking for that story, too, this afternoon on the show. Yeah, they had been asking to have testimony read back to them. It's just the judge never released that to the public over the last few days. Yeah, you see, I wondered that. I said, did they ask for anything? But I heard that this morning, too. That's the first time I heard that they asked for some jury readback or they've had, testimony readback. They've had questions, and they, they've wanted to ex examine uh, some of the testimony over again. Now, remember, there were four accusers, one of them's Newsom's wife, Jennifer. So we'll see. I don't know whether or not they're going to read this verdict later because they got to assemble everybody. So it usually doesn't happen right away, but it should happen before the show's out.
More coming up. John and Ken, KFI AM640, live everywhere, the iHeartRadio app. Coming up after the news at 3.30, the headline over the weekend is just too much to bear. L.A. Unified and California showcase record graduation rates. There was even <laughs> one version in the El Segundo <laughs> Times that said, amid skepticism. <laughs> We will talk about the story because wow. it is really laughable. Maybe he should permanently close the schools. To this, yeah, exactly That's the right. best thing that ever happened. Everybody, Everyone doesn't go to school for a year and a half, and everybody graduates. Does this bring new meaning to the idea of just pass the kids through, right? Don't worry about whether or not they know anything or do well, well on any do- standardized tests. Just push them through, they don't, whatever they, you have to do. It's pretty clear they don't care. Nobody, the teachers never showed up for work, and now the administrators have decided to pass everybody. Yeah. So you, you judge people by their actions. They don't care. They got so we'll they, to They're just moving cattle along. That's all in their minds. Just moving the cattle along. And again, a verdict has been reached in the Harvey Weinstein sex assault trial here in L.A. Four main accusers involved. We will find out probably before the show's over what they decided after a real long, was it 10 days, you said? This was day 10 of uh, deliberations. Right. Now, they didn't exactly work eight-hour days. No, it seems like they worked like four-hour days. Yeah. uh, And we know they did not work last Thursday and Friday. They quit after Wednesday. But they came back today, and maybe that's why they took some time off. They're like, all right, I think we've reached verdicts. They Sit on it for a few days. We'll come back and see if you still feel that way. So I'm guessing. I don't know. I don't know. Today. The whole thing's inexplicable to me. All right. Here's something that should happen much more often if we're going to get a handle on any of these horrific mass shootings, particularly when they are done by young people. Last July 4th in suburban Chicago, there was a guy, Robert Cremo Jr., who opened fire at a 4th of July parade. This is Highland Park, Illinois, and he killed seven people. Uh, He, of course, has been charged with those murders, but the good news is they charged his father. We talked about his father a lot, Robert Cremo Sr. He was a deli owner who at one time actually ran for mayor of Highland Park. And there was an incident that occurred in the Cremo household uh, not too long before these shootings. It would be 2019. Someone reported that Cremo tried to kill himself. They came to his home, seized a knife collection after a family member reported that he had pledged to kill everyone. But even after all that, the father sponsored the son's application for a state gun ownership permit, a step that was required to receive the permit because the son was a young adult at the time. After the shooting, the father tried to claim he didn't do anything wrong. He was shocked by what had taken place. You have a mentally unstable son that was going to kill himself and then kill everyone, and you're fine with him getting a gun. I Mm. mean, what's the matter with you? I've often said that if we don't hold the families responsible, they're the closest to these lunatics, then we have no hope in a lot of these cases. So they have to be held responsible when they don't do their job as a parent and keep their kid from, I mean, he signed on Mm. for the kid to buy the gun. We've got all kinds in the world, don't we? Yeah. Uh, They filed the charges because the parents allowed their son access to a handgun while ignoring warnings that he was on the brink of violence. Um, and it's the same thing that happened up in Michigan. Remember so, the Michigan school kid that shot uh, his classmates? So what's the uh, what's the punishment so, uh, for this, I wonder? Uh, Is he going to have to go to some classes, like parenting classes? Or? No, these are felonies. 
Uh, they're really, so. Yeah, I know. I, I just I, I I mean, Illinois is about as lenient as California these days. So I'm wondering. Uh, oh, but it's one of those states that wants to do something about guns and violence and gun violence. Don't you think they might step up here to try to make well, a point of this? There's always been this weird dichotomy between uh, this crowd being anti-gun and at the same time not wanting to put people away on gun charges. I mean, Gascon is the clearest example of that. No yes. gun enhancements, but I'm, I'm sure he's a big gun control freak. I don't know. Right, think... Well, we're starting to break new ground here. We'll have to see how this plays out because yeah. they mentioned the Michigan case and now this case. They're actually going after parents who are knowingly aware that their child is violent and unstable. And yet the same thing happened I... in Michigan. They bought him a gun, too. He got a gun for his birthday, I think, the Michigan kid. I wonder if these kinds of uh, dense parents uh, can be reached by news of these cases like would that actually change their behavior when their kid goes loony well like we would we, just hear if they even hear about these news stories and if they do hear would that would that change their behavior and then they're going to go and report uh or, they or, or, gave they got him a gun even though a local police report said that the after the knife seizure that he was a clear and present danger now, Brendan Kelly, director of the Illinois State Police, said in July the report did not offer enough legal proof to sustain those findings. But last month, the state police announced it was expanding the potential uses of those reports as part of a review that started after the Highland Park killings. Well, I'm going to see when it Like goes... I said, this is they're trying to break new no, ground. No, I see they're breaking new ground. I, I understand that. But when it actually goes to trial, then it's going to revolve around... Oh, it around... might be pled down. It might also revolves around intent. Like did did he re, did the father really have an understanding about the the, the severity of the mental illness? Did, did... Uh, when you threaten to kill yourself and everybody else with guns and knives, right? I, I think but it's pretty clear it's to the pretty, average person, it's, right, that you don't have a normal child. And it's not like this happened years ago. It only happened uh, two years prior, right? But did he sincerely believe that the kid had somehow uh, been counseled or was feeling better, had gotten over it? You see what I'm saying? When you have to, when you have to apply uh, uh, a conviction, I, yeah. I, I, I wonder if uh, if it'll stick. I guess I want, you can send him through the process, but will a jury actually convict? Will a judge really put him away? He faces up to three years in prison on these charges, according to the prosecutor in Lake County, Illinois. Now, I hope they put him away claiming the father knew about a series of concerning episodes involving his son before he signed the gun application permit. Endorsing the application was reckless. The government's not typically going to know more than a parent about what's going on, especially with an 18, a 19, or a 20-year-old, said one of the prosecutors. So that's what they're looking for, getting him. All right, we got more coming up. When we come back, we will talk about uh, a pretty shocking story that passed over the weekend. L.A. Unified School District, along with the state of California public schools, just announced record graduation rates. Now, what about the learning loss and the pandemic and the lockdowns and then those test scores that came Mm. out just like a month ago that were Uh, abysmal? None of it mattered. No, we should celebrate. Apparently, uh, the kids overcame all of that. No consequences. No nothing. Just go ahead. Here's your cheap (laughs) piece of paper. Good luck with the rest of your life. (laughs) <laughs> and yeah. and the Times actually found, John, our favorite category of person, an academic who's skeptical of this news.
an academic. <laughs> Skeptical. <laughs> That's right, Johnny funny. Ken, KFI AM640, live everywhere, the iHeartRadio app. Well, the Supreme Court stepped in. Nah, Title 42 is not going to end necessarily on Wednesday as originally planned. I don't know that it matters because people are already coming here with news that it was going to end. They showed up even before it was going to be, be completed. Uh, we'll talk to Mark Krikorian. The Center for Immigration Studies coming up after the news at four o'clock. But the Supreme Court Chief Justice John Roberts put a stay on the stay or the ending of Title 42. So we'll talk about all this. So double negative. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> they're, stopping. Place, they're stopping the stop. One of the people that's been caught embarrassingly in the middle of this is the mayor of El Paso, Texas, because his town has been completely overrun by migrants, but he's refused to declare a state of emergency over it. They finally did this past weekend, and but what before that, that happened, there was a pretty funny and embarrassing press conference. Yeah, but what's declaring a state of emergency do anyway? You get more resources. You probably get money. You get more help. The federal government oh. then can step in. It's like, a, that's the new thing is to declare a state of emergency. Yeah. And the problem remains the same. Well, I don't know about the homelessness in L.A. thing, but I think because immigration belongs to the federal government, that's where if you declare a state of emergency, allegedly, you can get something for that. But uh, we'll talk about this in the four o'clock hour, including the dopey El Paso mayor who didn't want to answer a question about the state of emergency well, and tried yeah. to take the microphone with him from a news conference. <laughs> Dope. He's well, getting... the shocking headline, L.A. Unified. And the state of California announced record graduation rates. Wee-hee! Does this fly in the face of everything you've been hearing for the last couple of years that the pandemic led well, to big amounts of learning loss? Well, they did. They did lose a tremendous amount of learning time. And they are way behind if you do any testing. The kids are just not up anywhere near the levels they should be. Huge, huge numbers of, uh, of children cannot read at, at the grade level they should. Or do the math. Right. And they're sort of just being passed on anyway because school doesn't know what to do. <laughs> they, 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 they don't know what to do. And I don't know if there's anything they can do. The sentence in the Times story that tells you it all is, part of the explanation is that completing a course does not equate precisely to learning. Hmm. <laughs> that tells me they're passing them through. Well, yes. The, because you can't. When, when everybody was saying, you know, some, some months ago, it's like, you can't make this up. You can't make this up. It, 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 there's about 180 days in a school year, and about a year and a half was lost. It's well over 200 days. Oh, they're making them up this week with extra school days. Yeah, right. Extra, two of them, I yeah, think. Two yeah. of them. Okay, so we're now, you know, there's, instead of being out of school for 240 days, you're out of school for 238. No, they, they screwed this generation of kids. They're, they're not going to catch up. And so they're going to be given fake grades, fake test scores, fake uh, graduation certificates, and you move on. I mean, here's the headline from just two months ago, three months ago. L.A. student scores show deep pandemic setbacks with 72% failing to meet math standards. From that, we're supposed to jump to record graduation rates? Mm -hmm. That completely makes no sense. Well, but you are correct. It says here they eased grading standards. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, if a student appeared in a live session with a teacher or classmates on a Zoom, however briefly the student was counted as present for the entire day, everything got completely downgraded so you could just pass the kids through. We used to talk about this like 20 years ago, how they started to do this. Remember the self-esteem movement? 
And the idea was to make kids uh, feel like they can do the work, not whether or not they can actually do the work, but that they feel good because, about themselves. Because, because, because it's just, there's no motivation. It's just, this is another extension of government. There's no motivation to do a good job because nobody's going to get fired to do a bad job. There is a huge gulf between us working in the private sector and them working in the government. And the school is just an extension of government. They, it doesn't matter because if the kids aren't doing well, then you, you lower the uh, standards. You change the grades. You hand out phony certificates. You keep the train moving. <laughs> you just reload the cars and try again next year. And those kids will graduate. And, you know, most of them don't go to college. And they'll get some menial job, and maybe they'll do the menial job badly, you know. And then you end up with all the uh, people I see who can't count change at at the uh, at the bakery. Here is the uh, numbers for the high school class that graduated in 2022. The percentage of students who earned a diploma in four years in LA Unified, the nation's second largest school system, was 86 percent. Wow! If 70 something percent can't meet the math standard. How is how are eighty six percent graduating? Mm. The rate for all California was eighty seven point four percent. Do you know this has always been a sham? Because as far back as I can remember, the 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 testing scores for math and reading in L.A. have been abysmal, have been atrocious, embarrassing, awful, and they've never done anything to change it. All those people graduated. Those people now that maybe we were talking about twenty years ago, they're now in their they're now in their late thirties. They might be pushing forty years old. And they just never got the education. And, well, and, and, and they're living life at whatever level they are, and they just don't know stuff. They just the, don't know anything. The other suspicious thing here is, and i got to say it, that the uh, L.A. school superintendent Carvalho said that in general the greatest gains were among black students and students learning English and students with disabilities. Just the three groups that are normally seen as underserved and underperforming, suddenly they had the best graduation rate increases. Right. I, I got to be skeptical of that announcement. Well, it's, it's a lie. It's completely a lie. And everybody knows it. Carvalho knows it. Everyone just acts in front of the camera now. It's theater. Now. Right? Because, what, what, because again, what are you going to do about it? The teachers are entirely responsible for this, and they have no conscience about it. They don't care. The uh, academic I was talking about is Tyrone Howard, professor of education at UCLA School of Education and Information Studies. Here's his quote. Hmm. Well, I'm pleased to see the data showing that students are doing well academically. It completely flies in the face of data that suggests students had fallen behind due to the pandemic. It'd be good for LA Unified to help the public understand the two narratives and how they can coexist. It's a big disconnect it's, that is hard to you know, comprehend. I wish. Yeah, you, I would say, Sherlock, you're on to something. Yeah, why don't you speak uh, a little more bluntly? You know they're lying. They know they're lying. There's no two narratives to be reconciled. There's the truth, and then there's a lie. And the teachers' union wants the lie out there because they've been beat up for uh, over two years now for walking off the job, for refusing to work. And everybody's tired of the criticism. So now, anytime. Anyone brings up the teachers refusing to work for a year and a half. Well, I don't know if you noticed, but we had a record high graduation rate. So I guess it wasn't so bad. This is the teachers union demanding that uh, some some polish is being put on the turd. And yeah. that's all. 
And so the, the, the superintendents are notoriously weak. The school boards are weak. And they cave in to whatever the teachers union demands because they don't want to strike. And I'm telling you, this was probably a demand by the teachers union. Hey, you know what? Put on a good face here. Make up a big lie. Just repeat the lie over and over again. And uh, eventually, you know, nobody, nobody in the media is going to question this. You get this vague, half-hearted, well, there's two narratives that I can't really reconcile. You know, you get the quote from the academic. It's like, stop it. Be straight. The what, Times what? headline over the weekend just said, skepticism abound. Yeah. Skepticism. The Elsegunda Times should write the big lie. All right? The big well, lie. In the story is a link. Uh, LA Unified did reduce... The grade standards. And you hit the link, and here it is. This is back in 2020. LA Unified will not give Fs this semester. Instead, give students a second chance to pass. See, this is what they did to try to rig this so mm-hmm. kids at least pass a class. And that's all you need to graduate is just to pass, right? Mm-hmm. It's really just a pass-fail situation. Who cares if you got all Ds? You can still get your diploma. Mm-hmm. That's how it works. Well, because we don't, have, we don't have standards in public education in big city schools. You see that they haven't had it for decades. That's an old-fashioned 20th century way. (laughs) Maybe it was like that in the 1960s. It's not like that now. It hasn't been for a long time. If you want to go to a good school, you go to a private school or a Catholic school or a Jewish school. And there are some suburban public schools that are really, uh, really good. Uh, But you don't go to a city school. I mean, if you're serious, you don't. I mean, here's here's how it works. The state sets minimum graduation standards in terms of the classes that must be passed. But districts, including LA Unified, they add additional required classes. But during the pandemic, state officials suspended all but the minimum state requirements, Mm -hmm. which could have resulted in students receiving Mm -hmm. diplomas. Exactly. Yeah. Remember when they used to have the high school exit exam? That was back in 1999. It was statewide, but they got rid of it after a year or two because everyone, it's unfair. Because they were failing. Because the kids were failing. Because right. because we produce kids uh, into it. We, we create adults that aren't very bright. And if you walk out in the world, you run into them all day. I mean, just interacting with employees and in various businesses. Yeah, I mean, you ever get on the phone with somebody? Get on the phone with somebody from government. Get on the phone with somebody who works for um, uh, the cable company, right? Or the, or, or the electric company, or the, the, the internet service company, right? Just talk to those people. Dumb as a box of rocks, every one of them. I, I have more intensely frustrating conversations dealing, it seems like everybody works in customer service now at a company. There, there are no actual, there's no managers you can speak with, there's no supervisors, there's no, there's no nothing. It's just a cover, customer service rep, God knows where they are. Uh, and, they read, they, they, and their job is just to read from a manual. Another academic who said something uh, right on, Robin Lake, director and professor of uh, uh, the Center on Reinventing Public Education at Arizona State. It's a waste of time. Well, I'm glad these students got a degree under their belt, but it's hard to square the uptick with the fact that 81% of LA Unified 11th graders didn't meet grade-level math standards last year, and the fact that the district saw deep setbacks in scores across student groups and across grade levels. Either something truly miraculous happened... See? Or they were handed a degree and ushered out of the K-12 system largely without skills and knowledge they're going to need. Yeah, boy, and there's another Which one. Which one do you pick there? Yeah, but, but why not say it directly? This is a lie. This is fiction. Of, of course they were given a, a, a fake degree and ushered out. Uh, what, what, what is this? Miraculously it happened. I mean, they, they talk in a very vague way. They talk in circles. 
They talk around it. Every, nobody wants to be direct. Nobody wants to be critical. Nobody wants to tell the truth that really what Carvalho, the superintendent, and the teachers' union, and the rest of them are committing is fraud. They defrauded all these kids and the parents. When these kids got into kindergarten, they were promised a public education paid for by the taxpayers. They're defrauding us because 40% of the budget goes for education. Everybody gets defrauded by, the, by, these, by these clowns. All right, we so got more coming the, the, up. The kids and the parents don't didn't get an education. What did we pay for? All right, we got more coming up. Johnny Ken Show, KFI AM six forty, live everywhere. The iHeartRadio app. Nobody nobody speaks directly anymore. Johnny Ken. All right, a couple of breaking stories this afternoon. The uh, jury has reached a verdict. We don't know how many verdicts in the case of uh, Harvey Weinstein. He was on trial for two rape counts and five sex assault counts. That involved four women spanning from 2005 to 2013. One of them, of course, is Gavin Newsom's wife, Jennifer. 49 witnesses, more than four weeks of testimony, and now 10 days or so deliberating. But not that many hours. We think they only met for a couple of hours a day in was, some of those cases. But yeah, <laughs> they did surpass the New York jury, which took, I know, 26 hours to find him guilty where he got 23 years in prison. So uh, we'll see. Hopefully by the end of the show, we should have an What do the people talk about? you imagine being on a jury where everybody's babbling and babbling and babbling? I mean, this Weinstein thing isn't that complicated. What's there to talk about? Well, they sit there, though, and they never talk to each other at all until they get in the jury room. They haven't said anything about any of all this stuff. Uh, but after so they've all listened the... to all these days of testimony, all these witnesses. They've never talked about any of them with each other. So. Good. I got to start by doing some of that, I guess. No, I would just say, hey, guilty. You would have a definite cut to the chase, uh, right? Well, why would I want to talk about it? I already wasted all these weeks of my life listening to all this disgusting stuff. I mean, sitting there, I got to listen about fat, bloated Harvey Weinstein with his weird testicles dangling from his thigh. It's like, I don't want to talk about this anymore. It was bad enough the first time in the uh, in the courtroom. Well, the, yeah, what are they going to argue about it here? It's like, no way. I'm, I'm, I don't I'm, think they were arguing about his testicles being in his thigh, no. But it's whether or not they believe these women. Well, you know what I'm the saying. The defense attorney's trying to say that a lot of this was made up in some of the cases, or it was consensual. The big line from Alan Jackson, one of Weinstein's defense attorney, is "Regret is not rape." So, so I, I just how do you de- how do you debate that? Because if you think it's just regret, and the other person thinks it's rape, how, how do you how do you how do you solve that? It's you just whoever's to to, whoever's right? the. Whoever's the bigger bully wears yeah, you down. You just have to decide who you find more credible, either the witness who right. said it was rape or the defense, which got up there and talked about how it was just regret. Yeah. All right. Okay. Right. But the other juror finds the other person more credible. Okay. Fine. What do you do about that? Well, then you're locked. Right. And then do people just change their minds so they can go home? Maybe after 10 days? Yes. <laughs> I don't That's know. what I'm saying. What kind of decision No one would ever that? admit that, though. Once they come out of the jury room, they're not <laughs> yes, going to admit. Exactly. I just gave in because I wanted to go home. I'm I- tired of being here with these people in this smelly room. How many times have you ever persuaded somebody on anything to change their mind? And how many uh, times has anybody ever persuaded you to change your well, mind? Well, I've persuaded people to go to a different restaurant. Can I, I break in, guys? This is Mark in the newsroom. Uh, we have a uh, verdict in the Harvey Weinstein trial. He's been found guilty of one count of rape in the sex assault trial. And jurors spent nearly two weeks on it. He's already serving uh, 23 years for a different sexual assault uh, series of charges in New York. So now, one count? I'm confused. All? He was charged with two rape counts and five sex assaults. All he got is one verdict there? 
Yes, that's all we have right now is one oh, count okay. of rape. He's been found guilty. That oh, just so came in. Okay, they're probably so, reading. So they the haven't the announced time. the rest of them, I suppose. Uh, that's all I have right now, but uh, I'm okay. sure more is going to come in uh, throughout the afternoon. Okay, all right. That's uh, right. That's the update. So, like I said, what I have here is two rape counts, five sex assault counts for the four women. So what we have is a verdict of guilty on a rape count. We'll see what the rest, because they have to they have to announce verdicts or or announce that they're deadlocked. Yeah, it might be the bulletins. All seven of these. Well, they might be the bulletins coming line by line. Yeah, that's right. Because you know no how cameras in the courtroom. You know how long it takes to actually announce these verdicts, right? Sometimes it takes <laughs> quite some time. Uh, the other breaking story is uh, the announcement by the uh, U.S. Supreme Court and Chief Justice John Roberts that Title Forty Two is going to stay there. It's not going to expire on Wednesday unless he hears something by five o'clock tomorrow that changes his mind. He has overturned a ruling by another judge, which said you got to get rid of Title Forty Two and you got to do it by December 21. And that's what the Biden administration said it was going to do. But a bunch of attorneys general, uh, Republican states, appealed that decision. They went to uh, another judge, didn't get it there. An appeals court, three-judge panel said, nope, we're going to stick with ending Title 42. But the Chief Justice of the Supreme Court, John Roberts, then took the case and said, I'm going to put a hold on getting rid of Title 42 for now. So we will also be talking next hour to Mark Krikorian, Center for Immigration Studies, who can really go into much more detail on this. One of the things I want to ask Mark, because this is such a curious case, obviously we should do whatever we can to block the migration stampede, right? Yes. But the Title 42 is a bogus way of doing it. It's based on a COVID health emergency that doesn't doesn't exist anymore. Right. So, you know, if I'm a Supreme Court judge... I've got a way between a fake emergency, this is a moot point now, right, this Title 42, or, you know, protecting the nation from, you know, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of people that we have no place to put and that we have no money to take care of. There's, there's nowhere to put all these people. I mean, did you see that, that the detention center, I think in El Paso, is set for a thousand people, and there's yeah. almost five thousand in there. And where where is all the media coverage like they did for Trump? You you've, oh. you've got five times as many people crammed into the the, the, the cells, the the holding rooms. Uh, I have a a clarification, I think, from the L.A. Times on Weinstein. What's that? Well, they found him guilty of raping a woman, but they either acquitted Weinstein or could not reach a verdict on the other charges based on the other three women. Oh, wow. what? that's what that's how they're interpreting this in the story they just posted. But the rape conviction means he's going to get a pretty heavy sentence. Yeah. And he's already getting he's already got what, 23. Yeah. Plus but, in, in New York. But so the way I like, read this, three out of four women were not. Uh, I wonder where the Newsom story came out of this. Yeah, I wonder. That's how they're interpreting this. Well, her case was really weird because she was speaking with and emailing him for years afterwards. Right. You know, and I. (laughs) That's and and because he's so such a horrific monster and he's deformed. It's like, why, why would you contact him ever again? 
I mean, have, didn't you have enough? All right, well, we'll be uh, on that story, too. But Mark uh, Krikorian's coming on next. Johnny Ken, KFI AM 640, live everywhere, the iHeartRadio app. And Mark Ronner, live in the 24-hour KFI newsroom. Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.